I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time, still under quarantine time. Think April, maybe, maybe even worse than March time. That's not very optimistic time. Let's uh, think about puppies time. I don't know, something happier time. Whatever time of day it is, boys and girls, it's the right time for the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Recording this little bit here late on a Wednesday night slash Thursday morning. Going to drop this to you on a Thursday Maybe Thursday morning, maybe Thursday afternoon. Not quite sure yet, but whatever time of day it is, whatever day it is, whatever time it is, we're happy that you're spending part of it with us on the GoVols 24-7 podcast. Just me right here for the intro, guys, but it's not just going to be me for this episode. And again, uh, just bear with me, please. My voice has been bad for a few weeks now. It still is. Hopefully, uh, that's going to get better soon, but um, not that it was ever really that good to begin with, was it? Who are we trying to get here? Uh, but it's not just me in this episode. We're, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, I gave the rest of the guys uh, the day off, at least, from podcasting, unless there's some big breaking news or something. And I went uh, to one of my favorite people in the world, and a guy who I used to do radio with uh, every single day, and a guy who is still one of my favorite favorite people in the world, still one of my really near and dear friends, he and his whole family. Jason Swain is going to be with us on this program, and the reason that I thought Swain would be good, first off, Swain would be good for for any Tennessee football or basketball conversation or, or anything like that having to do with the Vols. He does a great job hosting the Swain event every morning from 7 to 10 a.m., uh, and you can see him there at Swain Event on Twitter. Uh, you can listen to the show here locally. You can get it pretty much anywhere. Uh, you can go to their website. You can go get the app. There's all kinds of ways you can do that, and we'll talk about that later. But the reason that I wanted to bring in Swain in particular for this episode was was pretty simple, guys. <clears throat> I think that when you think about what these current Tennessee football players are going for uh, or going through right now, and it's not just the football players, but specifically uh, we'll talk about football for this one. With everything with this kind of quarantine, this uh, social distancing uh, that's going on with this uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic, this is really kind of a game changer in, in a lot of ways uh, for, for a lot of these student athletes, to be honest with you, because uh, in Swain, we'll talk about this a little bit in the episode, but but the deal is normally from the time that you, let's say you enroll at Tennessee uh, as a freshman, you're playing football, and then from the time, whether you know, you're a junior, senior, whenever you leave the program, it's really unusual to spend any more than like a week away from your teammates and away from the, the weight room facilities because fans see the season, right? You know, you see from like uh, camp starts there in August uh, and then the games start, you know, early September, late August, and they go on for about four months. Then, you know, there's about five weeks there for spring when they're in spring practice. But year-round, 
these guys are working out. Uh, they're in the weight room. Uh, they're doing uh, some individual stuff on the side, quarterbacks throwing to receivers and running backs and tight ends and those guys, you know, kind of linemen going against each other. So they're kind of playing football year-round. Even if it's not totally sanctioned all year-round, they're, they're doing things in the weight room. They're, they're doing drills with their teammates. And right now, uh, they're, they're not on campus. They're not allowed to be uh, in the weight room. Some of them are on campus, but most of them are off campus. Uh, they certainly can't go into the weight room. That's off limits. They can only go into the training room if they're, they're recuperating from an injury, something like that. Uh, but that basically, this is a completely new new area for these guys. This is, you know, even for the juniors and seniors, they've never been through anything like this before. And I thought it would be really interesting to talk to Swain to talk about maybe what that would what that would be like as a player, uh, because he'll talk about it in the episode where he goes, uh, I think his freshman year, maybe mini term, he went home to Alabama there in Huntsville for a few weeks. Other than that, he really never spent more than a week or so away from his teammates. And you talk about you know, how would you be able to, to go about staying in shape, you know, when, when you're not able to be around your teammates every day? It depends on, you know, what access you have to a weight facility. And, and really it comes down to, in a lot of cases, it, it comes down to a lot of self-reliance. And, and you have to be a self-starter now because these guys have to go through um, a lot of things that normally they'd have their teammates and strength coaches pushing them through right now, other than FaceTime and things like that, most of them, you know, they can't do things like that. So, so how do they stay in shape? Uh, and one thing we also talked about is nutrition. You know, some of these guys, they need to stay at 300 pounds or they need to stay at 210 pounds or whatever it is. And, and naturally, a lot of times these guys would be heavier or lighter if they didn't have a specific diet every day that they were sticking to. When you're on campus, that's no problem. You go through your workouts, you get your smoothie afterward, you get your meals planned for you throughout the day by UT. Uh, those guys are kind of pampered in that way. And then when you get away from that, how do you cope with all that? Uh, if you're a quarterback, you know, how, how do you how do you kind of stay in tune with your receivers? You really can. If you're a receiver, you know, how do you go out there and, and run routes? If you're a DB, how do you kind of go in through that practice when you're doing one-on-one drills with receivers? There's a lot of things that you just can't do right now. And everybody's got to go through it. So this isn't just Tennessee's problem. It, it, it's the problem all over the place. And, and to be honest, there's much bigger things than sports we're all worrying about right now. But uh, you come to this podcast to listen to the sports, right? I mean, you're, you're here to listen to Tennessee football and basketball and all these things, get the news. And I thought right now, this would be a really good time uh, to get to our good friend, or, or certainly one of my favorite people on the planet, Jason Swain. Uh, what we're going to do here is we're going to go to break a little bit quicker than usual, uh, but when we come back, we're going to have a longer segment with Swain. Uh, when we come back from the break, it'll just be me and Swain, and we're going to talk about a lot of things uh, about sort of where this Tennessee program is right now, and then we'll switch right into talking about everything with this COVID-19 quarantine and how these guys handle this. So what we're going to do is we're going to step away. We're going to pay some bills a little bit earlier than usual, but, but we got to pay these. Uh, we're going to go listen to some products and services and in-house ads and all those other fun things. And then we're going to come back and you're going to hear uh, from me and from Jason Swain. And uh, I, I guess uh, it'll be a good old Jason Swain, a good old Swain and Rucker throwback event just without the Kanye intro. Back in a second, guys. Hashtag ad. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, 
you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio, joined by my uh, legitimately, I don't say this lightly, one of my favorite people on planet Earth, my former radio co-host, still a good friend, former Tennessee great, now doing his own thing, uh, hosting the Swain event every day from 7 to 10 a.m., making a, a wonderful second career for himself here in Knoxville, Tennessee. It's the one and only Jason Swain. What's going on, man? What's up? What's up? What's up, man? Glad how, to be with you today. How, how y'all? Uh, how y'all holding up at the the Casa de Swain there in the uh, with the the with the the quarantine and everything? I know that you're you're the only bastion of testosterone in your entire home. How you how you hanging in? Uh, we're good, man. A lot a lot of family time. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of streaming and um, and we spend a lot of time kind of connecting with with the good Lord. Uh, as a family, it's been really, really good. A lot of soul searching, um, man. It's it's been, you know, when you locked in with your family, man. You know, it really makes you understand uh, the, the the small de- small details and how sometimes we can take things for granted. And uh, you know, it's been it's been hard in a lot of ways. But man, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, trade it for the world to be locked in uh, with anybody else besides my family. So. Uh, man, we've been making the best of it, man. Just trying to continue to stay pro- uh, positive and praying, and uh, man, we'll see what happens. But uh, we've been making it, man. That's for sure. Sure words never said, man. Friends are great. You need friends to get through life, but blood is blood. And when times get right. uh, when times get tough, you know that you can rely on that. And been doing the same thing here. I've uh, got a couple of. Uh, you know, my, my parents are not, not, not old, but they're, uh, they're, they're getting up there and, uh, dad's had some health issues and that makes you worry in times like this, but you know what? It's just, uh, there's a lot of people out there having it worse, man. I've been telling people recently, I was telling you before we hit the record button that 
you know, it's weird that I haven't had much of a voice for the past month because uh, I've been dealing with just this viral bronchitis that just will not go away. Um, but now it's like the doctors are like, ah, it's just bronchitis. Don't worry about it. They're like, ain't nobody right. got time for that right now. We got people dying over here. Take your inhaler and shut up and go away. So uh, that's, exactly. that's that's what I've been doing. It could be worse, man. Uh, Swain, before we get talking about some of this stuff going on with um, the coronavirus, because I think a lot of people want to know from a from a, a former Tennessee player, a guy who's a big time player in college, how how you could possibly go about handling a situation like this. But before we do that, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you just how you think things are going with the program overall right now. I think Tennessee obviously has won six consecutive games. Tennessee seems to be still recruiting at a pretty good clip. Uh, the, they're making good hires in the coaching department. Pruitt seems to be kind of settling in uh, to, to this role as the, the CEO of Tennessee football, uh, kind of led by Philip Fulmer in the AD chair. Where, where do you see things in the program right now? And, and as a former player, a guy who put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this program, what, how do you think things are going right now overall? Well, I think it's heading in the right direction. I mean, I think when you look at certain positions, uh, I think there's some development, there's some recruiting that needs to take place to truly get to where Tennessee wants to be. Uh, I mean, there's good players here and there. There's NFL players here and there. But to truly compete for a championship, man, you got to be rock solid at almost every position. And I think it's going to take more development, more recruiting at a high level to get to that point. Uh, but Tennessee certainly is a better shape now than they were two years ago and better now than they were a year ago. I think this year Tennessee should uh, be able to compete a little bit uh, more for an SEC championship if the season is, is played. Um, so, yeah, I think Pruitt and company, has done a, they've done a good job. Pruitt's done a good job of uh, adjusting and, um, you know, learning on the fly and, and being coachable himself. Uh, making the necessary adjustments, um, admitting when he has come up a little bit short. But, you know, he, he's certainly been great defensively because that's kind of where he hangs his hat. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm encouraged by things that, that we're seeing for, for real as a former player. Yeah, because you, you were at Tennessee at a really interesting time. And I know people who used to listen to Swain Rucker used to hear us kind of talk about this this stuff a lot. But but you were at Tennessee at a time when things were not going great. And, and then you were at Tennessee uh, when things got a lot better. So you kind of saw some highs and some lows both during your career as a player. And, you know, individually, you know, you went through the injuries and things like that and then kind of got, got through it. Um, but you know, as a team, you were a part of a team that really went to a low place and then start, started building back up. I know you're not in that locker room every day now, um, but I know also as a, as a VFL, you, there, there are things that, that you are privy to that the rest of us are not. But as, as you see things, um, sort of how, how do, do you see some of those same things, some of those same traits in this team right now? Do you see this team kind of learning how to win, carrying itself differently, kind of feeling better about itself? Because I know there's a lot of things they need to do in terms of getting, you know, more depth here, getting more explosiveness, more twitch, things like that. But just in terms of a culture, uh, making no excuses, learning how to win, do, do you see these guys kind of heading in a, in a similar direction there? No, I think they are heading in that direction. I, I think the, the biggest thing is, is you know, during, during our low points, it wasn't because of talent. Uh, it was more because of maybe a little bit of leadership and uh, maybe putting guys in the right position to be successful and some guys playing that shouldn't be playing and, um, you know, things like that. But 
um, with, with this football team, I think uh, a little bit of talent needs to be upgraded. But um, what you don't see a lot of to just today, and it's just not Tennessee, I think it's across college football, is you know peers holding peers accountable and, and not afraid of calling each other out um, and not worried about you know, being cool and not worried about fitting in, but just, you know, understanding that uh, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And, and sometimes you need to call each other out. And the leadership is kind of what this program um, needs to continue to work on. And, and, you know, that I think that happens in recruiting. Like when you identify players that's been a part of winning programs, players that take pride in the craft and take pride in doing things the right way, take pride in winning. I think when you bring those guys on board, um, you start to really mold the, the culture uh, of your entire football program. And, and so now when you have uh, a, a, a session of uh, maybe seven-on-seven or one-on-ones or film study, you don't need coaches around. I mean, those guys police themselves and kind of coach themselves and hold each other accountable. And I think that's the, the missing link for, for Tennessee football as you continue to um, – get better players in here. I think there's some alpha dogs with the, with the freshmen and sophomores. I really do with some of the players that Pruitt brought in. And we certainly saw that as far as actions from Jawan Jennings on the football field. But I think they, uh, as they continue to, to do, to do that, they'll win more games, but you certainly saw towards the end of the season where they just found ways to win and they, and they knew how to win instead of finding ways to lose in the past. Yeah, and there is a value in winning, and I don't care who you're beating. And obviously, you want to be beating the best teams, but there's a value in, in, in there's an inherent value, I think, in winning. I think it, it winning sort of builds a culture where you get used to it, and that's what you start to accept and or, or expect, I should say. And uh, you don't take things for granted. There's just a difference in a, in a team when you have a culture where you're winning. Uh, but the key for Tennessee, I think, is 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 accepting, you know, that that it is good to win. There's a value in winning, but that they need to play better. Some of those games that were close should not have been close. Um, and they need the, there's kind of another gear they need to beat those next teams. So as long as they sort of learn from that, you know, as long as they don't say, Hey man, we're back, look at us. Like, you know, it's, it's good to have confidence, but there's a whole nother level or two or three or four that they've got to go to, to be where they want to be. I know that Pruitt knows that. Uh, the question is, can he get the players to know that? And I guess that's one thing we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. I mean, it's about getting over that hump. They they beat Missouri and they beat Kentucky and, you know, they beat South Carolina. But, you know, you're, you're made – your season is made by what you do against the big, the big three and that's Alabama, Georgia and Florida. So uh, hopefully the next step is beating one of those three, two of those three or all three in one season. Swain, but now I I guess that we've sort of given a, a sort of a snapshot of where things are for the program. I think that was a good place to set it up to, to kind of talk about where, things are right now with this current situation because with the coronavirus pandemic and the COVID-19 has sort of shut down the world. You know, I mean, all of us are working from home. Uh, My wife's working across the hall from me right now in her office here at the house. Uh, We're all doing something like that. I think except for non-essential people, unless you work at like a grocery store, things like that, you're, you're, you're working from home now. And uh, that means you're, we're all kind of self-quarantining, social distancing, 
And if you're a basketball player, that changes things for you, but not a ton because you still have a hoop. You can still, most places, you know, you got one at your, at your parents' house or down the street, you know, you can stay away from people and put up shots and, you know, you know, run suicides and and things like that. There's things you can do to kind of stay with it, you know, but if you're a football player, there's so much more involved in that because you got 22 guys on the field, 11 on your own side, and you don't need 22 to go out there. Even even half of practice isn't all 22. You're in position groups. But then you're still with other people. And, and with football, you know, you were a guy who played the, the game at the highest level in college and, and, and some at the professional level. And, and this is so different than what any of these guys are used to. For, for perspective on this, how – from the time you enrolled at Tennessee to the time you left, what was probably the longest time you spent away from your teammates? Uh, three weeks was the longest time I spent away. That was my freshman year when I went home for mini term. My junior year, uh, we didn't go to a bowl game. So we were done at the end of November and as soon as classes were done, we were done and able to go home. So I went home for a little bit, but I was so disgusted and didn't want to be home because no one really was doing anything or had the same goals that I had back home in Alabama. So I decided to come back early uh, a week and, and kind of hang out here and train, things like that, and get myself prepared for uh, January. So I would say three weeks was the most time I spent away from my team. And other than that one time, I mean, you're talking like, what, a week or so most at the other points after that freshman year maybe, week, week and a half, something like that? Yeah, something like that. I mean, you went home for spring break. That was in the middle of um, spring football. And then you had a couple of days where you went home, you know, right before uh, the bowl game. You know, you went home, you know, at the end of December. But – Nothing longer than really a week. Uh, that one time that was longer than a week. It was three weeks. The mean term. So when you're away from a, from a team for this long, and you you were a guy who was a who was a team leader too. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. But just for, from from the standpoint of any player on the team, you know, right now they're looking at what maybe they're two and a half, three weeks out, or something like that. Two weeks out of, of from from when they broke for spring break. Been a couple weeks now. And this yeah. is going to go on for at least another month. And, and probably, if we're all being honest, much longer than that. I mean, there's a chance that the college football season is either delayed or, or suspended or, you know, is played without fans in the stands. There's all kinds of scenarios there. And I don't want to get into that because I'm not smart enough to – I'm not a doctor. I'm not an epidemiologist. I, I don't study the spread of diseases. I don't know – what the future holds, but I know that it's going to be, we're probably looking at bare minimum, a couple of months where these guys are away from their teammates. What does that do to kind of stunt your development as a football player? How many things could you lose during that stretch? Well, timing is, is the, the one thing from a receiver and quarterback standpoint, I think the camaraderie is something that you also will miss too. Because these these are the times when you spend in the locker room. I mean, during the spring, uh, you're on the football field for two and a half hours, two hours or so. Uh, then you're in the locker room and you're cutting up and, and telling jokes and hanging out and things like that. And then the meeting time, the workout time, that's that's when leadership is, is really formed during this time in the weight room. And so you don't have those times at all. 
uh, after spring, you, you kind of go into uh, mini term, first session, the second session of summer, and the running backs and the linebackers are going up against each other in one on ones, and then you have the receivers and the DBs going up in each other, going up against each other in one on ones, tight ends and linebackers going up against each other, tight ends versus safeties. Uh, it's allowing your quarterbacks to kind of lead those those sessions without coaches. Uh, and you don't have those times. I mean, you can you can improve as a player, home, uh, get you some cones, get in the backyard, get on the football field and work on your footwork and work on your conditioning. You can do all those things. But the timing aspect of, of football, uh, that's going to be in question because you're not spending that time together. The good thing about um, kind of the situation for, for Tennessee is that everybody is going through the same thing. So it's like the road's being icy. Well, there's a bunch of cars on the road. Well, everyone has the same condition, right? So Florida will have the same problem. Georgia will have the same problem. Alabama will have the same problem. Uh, it's the car that's better equipped to be able to drive on the icy road that will be able to be, the, I guess, the safest or not uh, get into a wreck. Well, for Tennessee, I think it's the team that has – uh, experienced quarterback, experienced players uh, on the outside, uh, or experienced players, period, leadership. You know, this offensive line is is experienced, led by a couple dudes that's played a lot of football. Um, Tennessee has a quarterback that's played a lot of football. Now, this quarterback necessarily doesn't have the entire locker room. Um, I mean, last year this, this, this team saw their quarterback, you know, bench, humiliated, um, you know, saw the quarterback do things on his own, get himself in trouble. Uh, so there's going to be a, there was going to be a, a battle this spring um, for the position. Well, that battle won't take place uh, right now, and who knows if it's going to take place at all in the off season? Uh, it may be something where it, it takes place, you know, during the regular season if somebody plays bad or doesn't prepare well during the week, but. Um, you know, Tennessee has some advantages because a lot of guys have played on offense, but I think it's a problem for Tennessee. That's really going to be a problem for everybody in college football. Yeah. The longer that this thing lasts, I think the better news that is for Jared Garantano in terms of securing his job status, because if they have, you know, some sort of, you know, truncated or shortened preseason camp, or, you know, that they just, they have to go kind of right into the season almost. Well, well, that it wouldn't guarantee anything because you never know, but but that really would help Garantano's chances of keeping that job. Now, we all know Pruitt will, will play the best guy regardless of how old that player is. He's shown that time and time again, and he's not afraid to bench his quarterback. So, that I mean, I think that's that's good news for Garantano the longer this lasts. But, you know, he, he's a guy going into his senior season. He wants to be on the same page with his receivers because you got, you know, no Jennings, no Callaway. And I think Tennessee actually – I'd be interested to hear your stance on this because I actually think Tennessee might be better at receiver than people think it's going to be next season. I, I think there are a, a lot of options there, a lot of different kinds of players, and, and there you're going to miss Jennings and Callaway. There's no question, but I think there are there's talent in that group, and I think some of the guys coming in can really run, and I think they'll stretch a defense in different ways. Uh, so I, I think that there there's going to be a drop off, especially early on in the year, I think, but I think they could be okay at receiver, but those guys need reps with the quarterbacks. And right now they're not getting them. No, I think you're right about the wide receivers. I think anytime you lose, you know, that, that 
touchdown production, there's going to be a drop-off. But as far as skill level, I mean, D'Angelo Gibbs uh, and Josh Palmer are two guys that when you match up uh, Callaway and Jennings, just those two players and what they can do at the combine pro day and, and their, their athleticism, I think Jennings and, and Palmer are more athletic. I think those guys will test better and jump higher and do all those things. Um, and I say that not to say that they're, they're just better receivers. I say that to say that they can take a five-yard hitch and go score a touchdown with it. Or they can take a you know, a 12-yard curl route and go pick up uh, yards they have the ability. Now, we know Jawan Jennings is, was the best receiver in college football breaking tackles, but the breakaway speed was just something that, you know, he didn't have. Well, I think these receivers that uh, Tennessee will have this season will have more of that ability uh, just because they've improved the speed, they've in- improved the athleticism uh, at that position, and there's more receivers able to do different things rather than a bunch of guys being able to do the same thing like we've seen here in Tennessee over the last two years. Uh, we saw a receiver group that everyone kind of looked like small forwards and power forwards. Yep. Well, now you have some dudes who, you know, like point guards, some shooting guards, some speedy guys, some some jump ball guys, some big body guys, some some guys that can uh, you know move the chains but won't really run past you. Well, Tennessee got some guys that will run past you. They got a little mix of, of everything now. So uh, I think experience is important. Uh, they'll they'll be you know they'll be a little off probably early in the season, especially with a uh, a preseason and, and and these summer conditioning um, sessions and, and, and off season program that has has been and will be continue to be affected by um, you know the COVID nineteen. But I think once they get over that hump of of, of of getting on the same page and developing that chemistry, I think this wide receiver group can really make some 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 plays down down the field. Yeah, and I think Brandon Johnson's going to have a decent season too. I think he's a guy who kind of gets lost in the shuffle all the time. I think it was a brilliant move from him and Pruitt to kind of ex- extend his career by one year to take that red shirt because I I, I think he's one of those guys that – you know, if you need seven yards, he's not going to catch the ball in front of the sticks. He's going to get where he needs to be. Uh, he's a smooth, kind of polished guy. I, I think he could could have a nice uh, season, too. I, I think he could if the passing game is doing what it should. And the other thing I'll mention is that it was just one rep in practice from one practice, so I'm not going to go too in-depth on it because it's just one rep, and it's just one rep, man. But Valus Jones Jr. was lined up against Bryce Thompson in a one-on-one drill. And he put kind of a quick move on him and very quickly was about two or three steps behind Bryce Thompson. And you don't see that very often. Bryce Thompson just does not kind of get sculled off the line like that very often. Um, but Valus Jones Jr. is quick, quick. And uh, I think he, he's a guy who could add some things too. Um, you know, I think he's a guy who, who has a quickness factor that could help Tennessee. Swain, as for this, this COVID stuff, how much does this test – sort of a player's um, kind of individual drive? Because a lot of guys can be, you know, a lot of guys can be pushed if they have good coaches and good strength coaches and good teammates pushing them, and they can kind of be the best they need to be. But a lot of guys just aren't naturally self-starters. They're not just motivated on their own. They kind of need to be pushed. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. That just means that's how they're wired. Man, everybody's different. But how much does this kind of show what's going on with sort of who's a self-starter and who's not? It's going to expose some people, that's for sure. I mean, the the ones that 
are in love with just being a Tennessee football player versus the ones that are in love with just being a football player. Uh, they want to improve each and every day. They really have a passion for the game and, and want to get better every single day. There's going to be a big difference between those guys that are just happy to be a Tennessee player that likes to wear the gear. They like to say I'm a Tennessee football player. They feel like they have arrived just because they got a scholarship. Uh, yeah, you made it. You got a scholarship. You're on the team. That's awesome. But what are you going to do now when you're at the house um, and you're with you, you know, you're with your friends and you're wearing your gear. Um, and hopefully you're not really with your friends. You should be quarantined. But when you, when you're at the house and you have kind of reached that mountain, do you get satisfied? Uh, do you need a coach to, to be yelling at you to, to go hard? Uh, or are you going to be a self-starter? And this time is going to really expose somebody. It's kind of like, you know, shaving. You can tell. You know, if you don't shave for a week, it shows. And the guys that don't put in the work to condition and, and get stronger, here in about four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks or whatever, ten weeks, whatever, whatever time goes by, when they come back, you'll be able to tell who really took it seriously and who didn't. No doubt about it. And, and as a guy who was a leader uh, on the team, you were a captain, you know, and I know you took that role seriously. Uh, how how do you sort of make sure other guys are doing what they need to do? Because it, it's hard to, you know, I know that now there's more technology, so you can do FaceTime, and if a guy's starting to get a little pudgy, you can probably see that unless he's hiding it from the camera. But, I mean, how, how do you make sure – that you're kind of pushing other guys to make sure they're doing their job because it, you, you know that there's 85 scholarship guys, you know, 120 or so guys total on the team. And, and there's anywhere from maybe three to 10, depending on what kind of team you are, three to 10, maybe guys who are actual good leaders on a team. And, and those guys have a really important role. I think right now, how do you make sure other guys are doing what they need to do? Well, my, my last year we had uh, our captains were, Aaron Sears, Marvin Mitchell, uh, Turk McBride, uh, Justin Harrell, guys like that, myself. And so what you can do is you can say, all right, you know, me, I take the offense skill players and I, I, I check in with them, hold them accountable. Uh, te- technology makes it easy where you can FaceTime, Skype, do all those things, Zoom, whatever. And you, you take an Aaron Sears and say, okay, okay, Aaron, you got the offensive lineman. Those are your guys. So you check in with them, make sure they're good, make sure they're doing everything they need to be doing. You take a Turk McBride, Justin Harrell, with the defensive line. You take a Marvin Mitchell, and he has the linebackers. He has a, he has a, the back seven. You know, we have some seniors that necessarily wasn't, quote, captains, but were leaders just as well as captains. So you take an Antoine Stewart. You take a Jonathan Wade. Uh, you know, you take a young Inky Johnson and, or, or, or Hefney, who was a junior at the time. And you say, all right, guys, it's y'all's group. And so you're kind of breaking it, breaking into different groups by position. And you let each leader, each captain um, kind of control their own group. I think technology makes it a whole lot easier with, with FaceTime and Skype and Zoom and all those things where you can actually video guys. And, man, if you look fat in the face, oh, we we know you ain't doing anything, man. You know, we know we need to, you know, really get you, get you, get you back. Uh, on track and get you in shape, um, and that's what that's what I would do if if I was the current leader on this team. There's also random things I think about. You know, the, the guys who, you know, with the nutrition, you know, there are some guys who just don't have the access to, 
get, because if you want to really eat healthy sometimes, you know, unless you really know what you're doing, it's expensive to do that. You know, it's a lot easier to just go pick up something quick and, you know, something somebody else made. It's tougher when you got to, you know, make stuff yourself. And a lot of these guys have to maybe learn how to do that. And it's going to be hard depending on what the budget is for them to get those things they need. Uh, And for other guys, to be quite honest with you, there's guys who, some of those offensive linemen who weigh 300 pounds right now, if they don't stay eating those billion calories a day they need, they're going to be like 265, 260 by the time they get back to campus. And there are some that are going to be 330 when they come back to campus. I mean, it's tough. And there are some guys who play tight end, but you know, they'd lose 20, 30 pounds in a hurry without all that nutrition. And all of a sudden they look like a wide receiver. So there's all kinds of things that come with this that I would imagine have to be difficult. Cause you were a guy Swain, cause your weight didn't change too much. I know cut, cut kind of and when he came on the, you know, came back to the program, he kind of slimmed you up a little bit at receiver, kind of changed the mindset there. But overall, uh, it's got to be tough for some of these guys nutritionally, isn't it? Well, yes and no. I think yes, as far as the 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 access to the necessary foods you need to either lose the weight or gain the weight, but no, in the fact that the education is really the biggest thing. You know, when you get here, you understand. The, the you know the things that you that you re- really need to put in your body like you know what you thought was good for you you know growing up you thought oh you know hey this this potato this you know this, this potato is good for you it's healthy right yeah. you know it's not fried it's not french fries but then you realize like it's still a starch and there's 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 good ways of eating uh, a certain vegetable or, or piece of meat, and there's bad ways. So I think it's the education that these guys were able to pick up while they was here that they can take back with them and be able to implement. So when they go over to grandma's house or mom's house or whatever at the house, instead of allowing mom to fry chicken, you tell mom to bake chicken. And that can be all difference in the world. Yeah, and also you learn how to do things like um... – you know, you, uh, after the workouts, they get all their smoothies and things like that. And you learn to get some frozen vegetable or frozen fruit and some ice and a blender and make it work. Yeah, man. It's really about the education. That was, that's, that's, I think the biggest thing, um, for the, for these players that they can, they can maintain their weight, whether it's, you know, uh, a lineman that's trying to stay at 300 or if it's a receiver that's trying to stay at 200. I mean, the, the education is more, really more important than, anything else because uh it's 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 about what you know and what you know what you don't know can't hurt you um and for me that was kind of the thing that like kind of bothered me um my first couple of years is man i i i just didn't know really until it took coach cut it took you know some you know, coaches sit us sit us down and go no we need you to be able to run you know, 50 times down the football field during the game, 50 go routes, and you should be able to do that. Run like a gazelle. Well, you can't do that if you are, you know, 15% body fat or or 12% body fat. We got to get you under 10, and this is how you do it. So, you know, that was, you know, mid-2000s. Now there's so much technology and so many fine details that's, that's, that's used to help these guys achieve that. So that shouldn't be a problem. So and I know that that before we get out of here, last question. I, I know there's a there's a bunch of guys on this team that you know, especially some of the kids from Tennessee and other places around here that that you've gotten to know a little bit during the recruiting process. You have a background, you know some of these kids, and obviously as a former player who still has a lot at stake, kind of emotionally and you know in that program. 
do you get the sense from some of the kids you know in the program and that do you think these guys can reasonably do a pretty good job of handling this or, or do you have any idea how the, how you think they're going to handle it? Hmm. I mean, it's a uh, tough question admittedly, because I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I know a few of the kids. I still don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just wondering if you've had any sense cause you might not. There, I mean, I, I don't, I certainly don't have one, but I didn't, I didn't know if you had any insights into how you thought they might handle it. I think they will handle it what they think is good enough, and it won't be. That's fair. Because there's, there's, you can't replace the intensity that comes with going up against someone. So when you're when you're running a route versus someone else, and either you make the play or you don't, there's a level of intensity. There's a level of, of passion. Uh, you know talking trash or whatever, like you don't want to lose that rep, that's something that these guys won't get. And you can go and run – you can go run 50 110s at your high school, but it's not the same as running 25 110s with your teammates. It's just not the same. It's not the same. It's fair. And so yeah. you can – like you can think you're going hard, but it's still not the same as doing um, tug of war against – you know, a teammate. It's just, it's just not the same. So, every team in America, I think, will struggle because there's going to be a there's there's a group of players that they're thinking NFL, they're thinking NFL, and they have a, a huge sense of urgency. They're upperclassmen, they're juniors, they're seniors, and then you're gonna have a bunch of players that know they got three or four years to get it together, and so they are taking the, 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 their their time for granted. And they may work hard, but it ain't the same level of intensity and sense of urgency as maybe a junior or a senior. Swain, before we step out of here, let, let me remind the people sort of how they can get to everything you're doing and what y'all are doing with the show. Cause it's, I mean, it's awesome. You know, I'm the worst morning person in the world, so I almost never catch it live, but I do hear a lot of the playbacks and y'all are doing an awesome, awesome job with that show. Um, I always enjoy being a guest and, you know, when y'all wake me up to get me on there, well, what's, what's going on with the show right now? How can people get to it? Cause man, y'all are doing some really good stuff. I, I've been, you know, as a guy who used to, you know, do a show with you, I think it's awesome what y'all are doing right now. Man. Thanks. I appreciate it. You know, we're, we're keeping it going. That's for sure. It's not been easy with, with sports being canceled, but you know, Tennessee has been able to get some, some commitments and unfortunately some, some departures from, uh, you know, the Lady Ball basketball program. So there's always things going on, you know, NFL, tree agencies, things like that. So, you know, we've had to be really creative with some of our conversations. But, you know, we're online. We stream online at swainevent.com. Uh, we own the uh, cell phone. So we, we have an app there on uh, Google Play Store and Apple Store. So you can download the, the app and listen to us there. Uh, also, if you're on Periscope, Facebook Live, or on YouTube, you can listen and watch the show. So we video stream the show there, and then uh, we're on we're on radio too. So um, we're on 100.9 FM, 8:50 AM. Uh, There's a station kind of based out of Alcoa, WKVL Sports Radio, and it points towards Knoxville, so it hits a lot of the the Knoxville area. Uh, so if you old school want to listen in the radio on, on the radio in the car, you can do that too. So uh, man, we we touch in a couple different ways, man. Digitally, social media wise, uh, we video stream, and uh, we're on the traditional way of listening too on the on the FM AM dial. So, 
Uh, and we own every every morning from seven to ten weekdays. So you got something for the old cats and something for the for the young cats too, basically. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome. We're trying to we try to make it easy for everybody. You do that, man. It's it's great, man. Y'all have done awesome, awesome stuff with that, with that show, man. Really, really enjoyed. Thanks for the time, man. And we'll uh, we'll try to get you back on here sooner rather than later, man. It's been way too long. Let's do it. Sounds good, man. Be careful. Be safe. All right, see you, brother. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Go Vaults 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products and services and in-house ads you may or may not have heard just a second ago. As always, you're not contractually, morally, ethically, spiritually obligated in any way, shape, or form to listen to those ads, but we appreciate the people who do that. Uh, that, that helps us at CBS Sports, helps us at 24-7 Sports, helps us at Go Vaults 24-7, and who knows, uh, it might even help you. We appreciate the people who do that. And I know that we're kind of coming right back from break and getting to the end of it here, guys, but I just, I didn't really, there wasn't a really good stopping point there in that interview with Swain. And we just kind of went on and rambled as we're want to do uh, in those situations. But I thought that would be something that would be interesting uh, to hear from a former Tennessee player, a really, really good Tennessee player, uh, a guy who is still up there near the school, uh, near the tops of the the record books in, in career receptions at Tennessee and had a lot of big catches, big touchdowns. Uh, did a lot of things at Tennessee. Was a captain on on a cup on that Tennessee team as a senior. So, a guy who I thought would be would be really good to uh, to talk about some of the things that um, that are going that guys are going through right now. It's an interesting time for a lot of those guys, and it's not necessarily something Swain went through, but it's something that Swain, as a former player, could probably understand how difficult it's going to be for those guys. And I also thought it would be nice to, to hear a different voice on here and y'all hear from Swain on kind of where, where he thinks the program is, where it's going, because, again, he's a guy who he knows the program, he knows the game, and now he's done a great job of media too. So what better place to go to, uh, to get some information like that? I'm glad we were able to do that. And uh, who knows, maybe throughout this, throughout this quarantine period, uh, we'll, we'll bring some more guests on in here to uh, talk about a lot, of, a lot of things. Swain's certainly a good one. It's a good way to uh, – good way to – to start that off. So guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, we really appreciate it. You can get all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. If you want just Tennessee news, nothing else, just the facts, ma'am, just the facts, sir, you can get that at twitter.com slash govoss247, or you can go to facebook.com slash govoss247, or if you want to get that delicious East Tennessee Mountain spring water right from the source, just right from the tap, 
you can go to GoBalls247.com and you can get that right now. We got a great special going on pretty quickly here. 75% off of an annual subscription. Or if you want to go ahead and pay the full price, which is still a really good deal, it's less than one mediocre lunch a month for that price. Uh, if you pay us that, you can go ahead and you get, as long as you're a member with us, you can get access for free to CBS All Access, which right now when we're all sitting here quarantined guys and you know, there's not a lot going on, social distancing, we're streaming everything. Maybe you've reached the end of, you know, Netflix and Prime Video and all those. How about you go over to CBS All Access and get that? You can get every uh, every basically every episode of every show CBS has ever made commercial free. They rotate new movies in every month. Uh, there's also uh, some some exclusive podcast stuff that's on there. There's uh, certainly not a lot of live sports right now because there's not a lot of live sports going on in the world. But uh, there is uh, some NFL football when that comes back, some college football stuff, um, you know, some World Series of Poker events that are going on. Uh, and when the UEFA Champions League comes back, I believe next year was when the CBS contract with that starts. So uh, you can get some, some stuff there. All sorts of ways for you to get basically entertained, guys. Get entertained. Right now, we're all looking to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? You can go to GoVols247.com, pay us, and then we give you $100 of an annual value every single year. $100 value for free there with CBS All Access. Go do that. Nobody else can offer you anything like that, guys. That's something that only we can do, and we're happy to do it. So go check that out at GoVols247.com. And if nothing else, you will hear from us uh, later in the week for sure. Stay safe out there, guys. Pay attention to the quarantine. Pay attention to the rules. Do what the do what the officials say right now. And hopefully we'll be back to normal as soon as we possibly can. Until then, we'll just keep you entertained as best we can. See y'all. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.